When you've worked directly with people for long enough, you become a master at adjusting on the fly, especially as a coach or personal trainer. A client showing up late, a sick kid at home, or an injury or woe that throws a wrench in your daily game plan. But when you're told to close the doors on your business for an indefinite period of time, virtually overnight, as much of America has due to COVID-19, then you'd better have the mental fortitude, intrinsic drive, and sheer backbone to embrace the fear and discomfort, make a hard pivot, and turn inconvenience into opportunity. That's what we're discussing today on the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you'll hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Meet Todd Lauder, 25-year veteran of the fitness and coaching industry who is facing these very challenges head-on. As you'll hear in this uplifting and inspiring interview, for Todd, this is yet another opportunity to lead from the front and give his clients and athletes the care they deserve by serving them virtually. When I asked Todd whether he fears the growing competition, Todd responded with, quote, Everyone wants to know you are qualified, but what really matters is do you care? My career has been defined by an investment in my clients and athletes. I want to know what makes them tick. I listen to what they tell me, their goals are, and then dig in to find out why they have those goals. When I figure out why, then I can really help them with the journey of how. I split my time between adult clients during the day and coaching track and working conditioning with swimmers in the afternoon and evening. According to Todd, he is blessed to get to help young athletes and adults find meaning through sports and fitness. Sometimes that means 40 pounds of weight loss or a faster 400 meter dash or a bigger bench, but almost always what it really means is improved confidence and a better understanding of who they really are and what they can contribute to the world. In our conversation today, we discuss how to choose which thoughts you give power to, what the fitness industry is really providing, and hint, it's not sets and reps, how coaching hurdles has taught Todd everything he needs to know about how to respond to a challenge. There are three lessons in this conversation that will change your life, I guarantee it. We talk about how life and success is all about growing and giving, as well as how we are smack dab in the middle of the biggest revival and opportunity for the fitness and health industry we have ever known. So it's a pleasure for me to be able to share this interview with you, and I really hope you enjoy it and learn as much as I did. If you did, then please leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes and share this with someone whom you think needs some motivation and inspiration right now, as I know there are a lot of people out there. And if you're ready to talk about how to make a hard pivot in your life with your nutrition and fitness, and you want the no BS step-by-step approach to help get you there, then let's have a conversation. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. There's a link below in the show notes. There's literally no better time to take control of your life and your health 
than right now. All right, without further ado, let's get to that interview. Here's Todd. Todd Lauder, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. What's up, dude? Hey, hey not much. Just uh, like you, moving forward every day in this uh, new environment and uh, facing every challenge with as much gusto as I can. Hell yeah, man. Super, super happy and blessed and privileged to have you on the show. You're one of the dudes in the industry that I really, really have a tremendous amount of respect for by virtue of just your, just the longevity that you've been in our industry um, and all of the insight that you preach. And so I'm happy to share that. I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to share it. So thanks for coming on. Oh, Ben, it is, it's great to be here. You know, and, and, and I have to jump in here. We've had a, you and I have a mutual friend who we both, I know, have the utmost respect for and uh, Dan Dodd and, and it's been a blessing that he brought us together because I, I hate to sound like a love fest here, but dude, the things you're doing out there um, are, are things that I think the industry needs. Well, doing my best, just uh, just like you, man, and, and you're definitely leading from the front. So, um, and Dan Dodd is a great dude. He'll be coming back on the show soon. He was one of my first podcast guests. Um, and I'm interested, uh, he's going to come back on. We're going to talk about the benefits of cardiovascular fitness and the importance of cardiovascular fitness because it's one of those things in the fitness industry that can get a bad rap. Um, it's kind of de- definitely polarizing. So we'll, we'll be getting into that in the next few weeks. Uh, in the meantime, you have a fitness nutrition coaching, performance coaching business in Illinois. What is currently going on in your business world? Well, like a lot of professionals, um, for us back on the 21st of March, you know, our governor mandated that all, well, that, that there was a shelter in place mandate. So that if you were not an essential business closed us down, um, it was a quick pivot for us. Okay. Um, these are the cards we've been dealt. What do we do now? And within one weekend, that was on a Friday within one weekend, uh, we got a Zoom schedule up and running, contacted all the clients that were interested in um, doing some virtual training or program design, and we started moving forward. And that's taken a few iterations and obviously a lot of uh, a quick learning curve for us, but it's gone pretty well. I mean, I mean, what was your thought process going into that? Like kind of that week leading up to it, starting to hear the talk about these businesses shutting down, starting to face the reality of like, holy crap, we might have to close the door on the gym for an unspecified period of time. I imagine that was a very scary, scary situation. And, you know, what was going through your head at that point? Well, I would say that uh, I would be lying to you if I said I didn't go through the whole range of emotions everybody has gone through and maybe are still going through. So the week leading up, this became very apparent to us. We were going to have to pivot. Two weeks leading up, we had dropped about 30% of our business. By the week before we were officially closed down, we were down to about a third of our business just because people just were scared. People self-isolating. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a significant portion of our population that is uh, seniors. In fact, I, I employ a gentleman that is seniors only. Well, his business was gone yeah. uh, a week before everything else. They, and, and that's a smart decision for those people. Um, our kid business, so in the afternoons, we run athletic performance. That business uh, pretty much stopped the week before. So anyway, I went through those emotions of anger, of fear. And then toward the end of the week, it was, okay, fine. What are we going to do? These are the cards we've been dealt. There's no sense. I wrote a, a little podcast post the other day, and it said, it's okay to wet your pants. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay to sit in it. We all get scared. We all have yeah. those moments. 
but it's not okay to waller in it. And we preach that as professionals all the time. Okay, it is what it is. You have XYZ injury. Fine. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to work around it? Life is not a whole lot different than the things we teach the people that are in front of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so you figured out a way to pivot right away. So you've been uh, pivoting into the online space. Now, did you have any existing structure going on? Or was that one of those things that what, what I've observed quite a lot with the current situation, the quarantine situation is that there's, there's a lot of things that we've had at top of mind that we've been meaning to do. And all of a sudden, you know, switch flips, doors close, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I better make this a reality and I better make it a reality quick. Is that kind of what was going on with the online space, um, some of the coaching? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I had a few here and there. I never pursued it enough. And it's the classic businessman's mentality. I was taking care of what was in front of me. Well, guess what was all of a sudden in front of me? It was this. So yeah, we were using an online platform already to do some of our programming with uh, some outreach stuff we did. Well, that lent lent itself very well to this new environment. I had never used Zoom a whole lot, um, but that's a quick learning curve. So combining those two things, pulling some resources that had been scattered a little bit and creating a system out of those uh, fairly rapidly really became a necessity and it allowed us to deliver a, a quality product that I think, you know, you can't, and it's something I think we should touch on later as far as where the industry's going, you'll never be able to beat the human touch. I think as humans, we need that. Uh, but I think we've done as good as we possibly can and we'll continue to prove upon it as providing that same experience for people. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. And I think that's one of the most valuable things that we can implement right now and will always need to implement is how do we maintain that level of of human touch, of community, of culture, of this, this face-to-face relationship as much as possible. And especially from a coaching standpoint is I think that, and I would love your opinion on this, but I think that from a personal training industry, from a coaching standpoint, it's, it's the most powerful aspect of the business that we're in is having that interaction with someone on a daily basis. Oh man. You know, so it's funny. I think we, this situation has really taught me a lot about myself. I didn't realize how much of a people person I was until probably about two weeks into this, it was driving me crazy. Um, And it was really the lack of interaction with people. Ben, you've mentioned a couple of times I've done this for, you know, and some people they go, Oh my God, the guy's crazy for 26 years now um, in the trenches, in the field. And I've got some clients that have been with me for 20, I think the longest one's 24 years. Unbelievable. Um, I, see it, I see her every other day for 24 years. Um, her and I went through her husband having Alzheimer and going as, Alzheimer's and going as far as I could and her losing him and being, you know, she's a part of my family, dude. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things you and I talked about offline is we don't, yeah, initially we sell sets and reps. Initially we sell solutions. But really, at the end of the day, what pe- keeps people coming back is a relationship and the fact that they know we're invested in them. Um, John Berardi wrote a little, and I'm sure you read a lot of John stuff. I know you, both of us have done some of the precision yeah. nutrition certifications. Um, he, he wrote about an experience they had early on where they had a client lose 40 pounds, but gave them a poor review because she felt that they didn't have their right. back if they really needed them. 
And man, that spoke to me because that's what it's all about. It's about yeah. the person you're in front of knowing you're 100% invested. And I tell my trainers this all the time. You see them for a half hour, 45 minutes a day. It might be the only half hour to 45 minutes that anybody is truly listening to them because they're getting pulled if they're a boss by their employees, if they're a wife by their husband and their kids, or whatever the, the case may be. So you being invested in that person, shutting your mouth and actually listening and hearing what they have to say and being invested in that is invaluable. It's more important than that Bachelor of Science you have in exercise physiology. It is, man. And, and what you just said is, is gold. It's absolute gold. And for any trainers that are listening to this, I mean, heed those words, heed that wisdom, because that is where it's at. That is how to take care of your client. You know, that is how they're going to keep coming back and how they're going to refer all of their friends and family to you. And it's taken me a long time. And obviously, we're both still continuing to learn this. This is, it's ever growth. But uh, it's taken me a long time to learn that. And um, I see a lot of young trainers that are just distracted by, by other things. And it's just tuning into your clients and listening. Uh, that's where it is. Absolutely. So uh, I appreciate that, Todd. I appreciate that a lot, you sharing that. So what do you think contributed to your mindset around just being resilient and adaptable you know, from your past, from growing up, why did you decide to get in the fitness industry and, and, and so on? So I was, a, you know, like so many of us, and I think this is a great story because it, it does talk about the evolution of getting to that place where it's about humans and not about us. Um, because really that's the, the end of the day, it's not about us. Um, I was a, an athlete, uh, went to college, was going to be a, a high school teacher uh, is what I had hoped, a phys ed you know, teacher. I did, it's kind of funny, I did one day of observations in a junior high and I said, this is not for me. Um, I went straight to the advisor's office and said, hey, what else can I do? And they suggested exercise science. So did that, got into the field. I've really enjoyed that. Um, as an athlete, I was a track athlete. So probably, and this is incredibly pertinent to where we are today. Um, about 10 years ago, got back into coaching track. And I remember the moment I walked back out on the track after being away from the track, really having nothing to do with the sport for 20 years, there was this immediate sense of being home again. Mm -hmm. And then pile on top of that, I, my kid, what, what my oldest son is what got me back into it. He said, Hey, they need a volunteer. And I said, well, sure. I've got some knowledge there and I've done speed and performance training my whole life. So uh, I'll come out. Um, didn't know how I would handle junior high kids because of that early experience. I fell in love with the opportunity to shape young minds, challenge young minds. And one of the things that fell on me, having been a sprinter, was to take over sprints and hurdles. So I was a quick study on hurdles um, and, and had enough knowledge that it wasn't a big learning curve. But being a hurdle coach has so many parallels to life and obstacles. You know, I mean, there's, there's kind of three things I teach a young new hurdler right out of the gates. And number one is to attack the hurdle, mm -hmm. lean into that hurdle. Um, the best crashes I've seen, and I say best because some of them are spectacular, um, have been kids who approach that hurdle and let up. And guess what? When you let up, man, that hurdle bites you back. If you attack that hurdle, you're going to knock it over and keep going. Um, you know, and then the next lesson I teach him, because I, I remember this early on, I had a young guy who we had a time trial and uh, he called 
the nurse at school and said, hey, I got to go home. I'm sick. Well, he was nervous. So grandma brings him back to school and says, there's nothing wrong with him. Make him go to the meet. So nice. anyway, it's a, it's a time trial. I'm the starter that day. He's standing at the line. And he walks over to me as coach. I don't feel good. I can't run. I said, get on the line. I'm about to shoot the gun because <laughs> I knew the situation. So he gets on the line. He goes, but there's so many hurdles. I said, Kerrigan, it's one at a time, buddy. So there's the, there's the second thing. It's one hurdle at a time. If we would have gone into this thing, uh, Ben, and, you know, on March 21 for me and said, oh, my gosh, this could be two weeks. This could be three weeks. This yeah. could be four weeks. No, I looked at one week at a time. And realistically, I looked at one day at a time. What's the next challenge? What do I have to attack? And, and I'm going to be incredibly honest. That still happens every day. Now, yeah, I've got a bit of a structure laid out. I've been uh, fortunate enough that uh, I'm building a pretty good schedule. Uh, but you're talking about a guy who had seven trainers in a 7,000 square foot facility. And, you know, now it's just me. Yeah. You know, those guys, I, I told those guys, you got to go make your way. Um, I, I, you know, I'll support you in every way I can, but essentially we're on our own until we can all come back together and you reach out to me, I'll do whatever I can, but there's only so much I can do because I can't be with you. Um, so one hurdle at a time, attack those hurdles. And then, you know, hurdles, if you know anything about hurdles, hurdles are about a rhythm. And, and I know you've read the Rockefeller stuff probably um, and a lot of other business books. Business, life, everything is about a rhythm. Finding that rhythm and don't get out of that rhythm. If something's not working, then maybe you do step back and go, okay, what do I need to retool here? That's my influence, man. It all comes back to what I teach and not being a hypocrite. Hey guys, real quick, I know this is a tough time for a lot of us. There's a lot of anxiety, frustration, and fear around the economy and our ability to create a safe and stable future for our families. The stress is piling up and without our usual outlets like the gym, seeing our friends, and man, even just getting out of the house regularly, it's easy to get down on ourselves, stop moving so much, start eating and drinking more, and lose sight of the number one most important investment that we should be making right now and that's in our own health and fitness. Look, the only thing that we can truly control right now is our health, and really what better time is there to make yourself a priority? If you're ready to take back control of your health so that you can be the father, husband, partner, and leader you know you can be by having the energy, focus, drive, and resilience to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally, then we need to chat. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call over at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up, or you can find the link in the episode show notes below. I guarantee you'll walk away from our call with more clarity and confidence around exactly what action steps you can start taking today to build the personal foundation for long-term growth in every area of your life. I'll look forward to speaking with you and enjoy the rest of the show. Amazing. I'm just sitting here like scribbling notes feverishly because this is it's just so much value, so much good stuff. Um, I can appreciate it so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's, it's attacking it day by day and um, establishing that rhythm and, uh, you know, not letting down. I mean, obviously, we go through those ebbs and flows every single hour of every single day. Um, and we're all experiencing that right now. How do you talk to your kids right now? I mean, I, I don't know. Has your business, because you've been in the industry a long time. So have you ever, like in 2008, did you experience anything like this? Um, how do you talk to your kids about this right now in terms of growth and resilience? 
Yeah. Um, so kind of two things wrapped in there. Yeah. I lived through 2008 business, you know, had a little bit of a bump then. Um, well, more than a little bit. Everybody did you own your, did you have your own facility then? Yeah, I sure yeah. did. If I recall right, you know, for us, 2008 was probably about a 25% decline for a period of time. And, um, luckily we were at a point where we were in a growth phase leading into that. Um, so that, yeah, that hurt, but um, it, it wasn't crippling. Like, you know, this could potentially be crippling for some people. Especially too, uh, I imagine if you were working with more older clients at the time, what my experience was, and I was in the same boat, I was working for, I was very fortunate to be working with a lot of, um, you know, older, uh, affluent clients. Obviously, if they're, if they're affording personal training, they're usually a little more well-off, middle-class, more affluent um, in which case they had such a value for their health and fitness and, and wellness anyways, that it, it wasn't one of those areas of their lives that they, it would be like they were selling one of their houses, but they weren't going to give up, you know, their personal training. At the time, and I know a mentor of yours said it, and at the time he was, it was somebody that I didn't have as close a connection as you did, but Charles Poliquin said, hey, in these times, you will find your affluent people invest in themselves. Yeah. And if you're good at what you do, they will invest more of that in you. And he was right. Yeah, 100%. 100% right. And so now what, I, I don't know, kind of advice do you give as far as people, not trainers, but, but people sitting in their homes right now, uncertain, scared, stressed, worried, right? I, I mean, obviously, um, we know what you tell your children, what you tell your athletes, but and what do you say to the average American right now? How do they grow out of this? How do they pivot out of this? At what point do they start to look at their health as being a major driver of long-term growth and success or do they? Well, I mean, Ben, you've got to bet on yourself and in, in times like this, you can't bet on anyone else. So I, I think in there, Personally, I do this, whether it be during these times or during the challenges we face now. Um, however you feed your garden is however it's going to grow. So if you're feeding it fear and anxiety and stress and, and that's the antenna you put up, dude, there's a lot of places to find that right now. If the antenna you put up is one of shaping your own destiny to the extent that you can right now, guess what? It's sort of like you know, you, you buy an Audi and no, you never saw Audis around. Once you buy one, you see them everywhere. Once that mm -hmm. antenna's up, man, all of a sudden you begin to see opportunity out of this for growth or for outlet or for happiness, whatever it may be. And I, I think one is putting that antenna up, which is mindset. You and I have spoken about this prior to this podcast. Number two, though, is being in the moment right now. All too often right now when we're in these times of stress, we think, forward or backward. I should have or what's gonna happen. But you can't do a whole lot about I should have. And the only thing that's going to influence what's gonna happen is the steps you take at the moment. So like I said before, it's okay to, to, to mess yourself, but don't sit in it because if you sit in it, the next moment is going to be a lot messier. If right now you decide what you can do to make the next moment better, that creates momentum. And that goes back to my hurdling analogy. It's about rhythm. I know this sounds 
woo woo or whatever, but man, I, this is how I approach life. This is how I encourage everybody and, and my kids as well. You know, you kind of said, how do you talk to your kids? And I've got three kids. I've got a senior in high school who, uh, by the grace of God, finished his swim season, his state <laughs> swim season, literally two weeks before right. schools were shut, shut down. But, you know, he's in a situation, a challenging situation that I don't think he really fully understands. Um, he was being recruited. He was trying to make that decision as to where he was going to go to school. And bam, athletic departments are shut down. Coaches aren't returning calls. They can't in some situations based on uh, some rules. And a lot of decisions can't be made. And they've pushed back some of the key dates to help those kids out. Uh, so in talking to him, things that are out of your control, that's fine. What he, I said, but what do you do with this time? What do you do right now? How can you make this, take this time and make it to your advantage? He is an 18 year old kid who's getting up three days a week to lift weights. He's, we've, there's a track close to our house. He goes out there on his own. He does that. I brought a sled home. Nobody in their right mind goes out in their neighborhood and pushes a sled up and down the street unless they're trying to make the most of their time. So, you know, that's a great example of if I got lemons, let's make some lemonade and come out on the other side of this better than where I came in. And I think that's what people need to focus on right now. How can I come out of this better? You said earlier, this is a time to level up some of those things that you weren't. I'm not going to say you didn't have the time because you didn't make the time. That's right. Uh, but the, that you weren't taking the time to do before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take a hard look at what your life was before, where it is now, and where you want it to go because this is, could very well be the best opportunity that you have to make that pivot. If you, if you want it, if you're, you know, I mean, you can sit on your ass and you can watch Netflix and you can wait for that stimulus check to come in, but then what, you know, it's not going to be very much money. And frankly, you're eventually going to have to go back to that job that you're dreading. Is that, is that what you want? And it's certainly not meant to, to lecture by any means, but I think this has afforded us a really good opportunity, even within like fitness and nutrition and health. It's like, we love what we do, but we don't love every aspect of what we do. Let's be real. And so even within that is for me, I know, and I don't know about you, but for me, it certainly allowed me to take a hard look at some of the aspects of the business that I was currently running or previously running and saying, what within that do I absolutely love? Do I need, I need this on a daily basis. Like I need, I need this interaction. And that's why I have a podcast. That's why I do what I do. That's why I love networking. But what components of my business do I not need? I don't need to drive 45 minutes down to, to see a client at 6am um, and it's 6am and 6pm, right? That element of my business, I don't need. And I was fortunate enough to, to get rid of that a, a few years ago, you know, so really trying to identify the areas that you love about what you're currently doing, what you need, what, what fills your bucket up and what areas you're willing to um, dismiss or need to grow out of. Have you identified some of those? I tell you, so it's funny you say that because right when it all broke, I started to take that inventory. And one of the questions I asked myself is, what do I suck at? You know? Yeah. <laughs> because, yes. and I have no business uh, doing those things that I'm just not good at. And, and it's out most often the things you don't like to do uh, that you're yeah. not good at. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's certainly how am I going to pivot? I read, I, and I don't know if you caught it yesterday, I'd run across this. I think Ben Greenfield put it out and I don't remember who wrote it, but the guy wrote this analogy. It was a beautiful analogy about, you know, we've been traveling down this road for, you pick a number 15, 20 years that I think all of us collectively felt like there was, we were going to come up on a crossroads. 
At some point around the next corner, over the next bend, there was going to be a crossroads, societally, politically, um, I, I think economically. But that crossroads just never showed up. You know, you, you thought you saw it in the distance, but it wasn't there. It was a mirage. You came around the corner. Oh, there it is. Nope. No, it's a. And now all of a sudden we came around a blind corner and boom, we are at that crossroads. And to me, that is just such the perfect visual. Now it's standing at that crossroads. A lot of people go, oh my gosh, it's going to go down a hill. Well, sure. If that's the way you feel, if that's the antenna you put up, it may be. For me, right now I'm standing there going, okay, what turn do I want to make and what do I want it to look like? Um, and, and I'm doing everything I can to set myself up coming out of this to take care of the people that count on me, number one, um, but also create uh, some changes that will allow me to enjoy life much more fully than I did before. And, I, and trust me, I had a very full life uh, before this and I will after. Yeah, it's just such an interesting dichotomy. It's, it's part of you're scared, um, you're uncertain, but you're also excited. You know, I, I think that that's maybe the difference between some entrepreneurs and those that aren't necessarily an entrepreneur, but it's, be, it's the excitement associated with the unknown and, and the um, sheer uncomfortableness of the situation that we're putting ourselves into and just back against the wall, like pushing forward. Like there's only one way to go and we're not going to sit here and wallow in our own self-pity and that's not you or I. So it's like, let's go. And I don't know what it's going to look like and it's going to hurt. There's, it's definitely going to hurt, but you know, let's go. And for me, that's, that's certainly been the case, you know, which I am excited about, but also apprehensive, you know, it's, it's how it yeah. goes. So what do you, what do you think um, is going to happen to the fitness industry moving forward? Man, I think we've got some really interesting days ahead. Um, you know, Coming out of this is going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of people that still, I had this conversation with a virtual client this morning. Um, coming out of this, yeah. So let's just say tomorrow your governor says, okay, you can go back to work. Um, Which is a very real possibility. I mean, and we're seeing that Georgia right now is doing that. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, right. Especially for us in places where there's lots, you know, there tend to be a lot of people in our gym. There's yeah, there's just going to be a lot of challenges. And to finish that thought, I mean, I don't think automatically that means everybody's comfortable and everybody that you did business with before comes back. So, you know, tentatively right now, my plan is to probably consolidate my schedule in a manner where I've got set days in the gym and set days that I'm virtual. Mm -hmm. If you're not, if you're not comfortable, that's fine. We're still going to stay online. We're still going to keep you moving. And as uh, this whole situation progresses and you get more comfortable, then um, we'll, we'll proceed as, as necessary that for you, for your reality. Um, and there's going to be those that immediately come back and want to come back. Um, I think, you know, we're going to have to be a lot more diligent about the environment that we create, you know, whether it's perception or whatever, uh, you know, constantly having sanitizers and sprays and things like that are just going to become a part of how we do business even more than they should have been before. Um, and, it, and it comes back down to Ben making people comfortable. I know. I agree. I, I just, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I'm wondering if some of the big box gyms are even going to survive. I know that some of them aren't surviving right now. Um, one of them, 24, 24 hour, hour fitness, fitness. Yeah, filed for yeah. bankruptcy, Gold's Gym is shutting down locations left and right. I just think it's going to be a different landscape within the industry. With that said, is what are you observing 
having shifted into the virtual space and actually training clients virtually. I speak with clients every single day virtually, but I don't train them per se. So what's your experience been with that over the past month? It's been good. It's been positive. I can see how it could be a very viable business, uh, a different business model. It attracts a different type of client uh, that is more self-motivated and Mm -hmm. uh, probably maybe a little bit more highly functional, I guess, for lack of a better word. Sure. Uh, to speak to the big box, I want to unravel that. There's a lot of layers of that. The big box thing, yeah, that's going to be an issue for a long time. And really, that may create a lot of opportunity for us little guys. Mm. Um, like I said, I, I've got 7,000 square feet. Um, we can spread out in our main workout area. I mean, I could have five trainers each with one, two, and nobody ever be within, you know, as that small little unit of three people. Um, you know, each unit could be 10 feet, 15 feet apart and do everything they need to do. So that's going to certainly be a viable advantage for us um, going forward in this reality of fear for a little while. I do think in time that will wane. Um, So there will be a storm we have to weather, but adapt to and certainly figure out how to move forward. From the virtual perspective, what am I seeing? Um, One of the challenges right now is fitness equipment is hard to come by. So a lot of people tried, you mentioned we have affluent clients who don't mind buying whatever. Well, some of it just wasn't available. Now that's, that's starting to change. Um, So, you know, it's, it's been challenging to program with body weight bands and maybe a dumbbell dumbbell here or there, but we've, we've done it and it's, it's that, that will get better. I do see, um, you know, you and I have done this long enough to understand our job is not going one, two, three, and having some random, uh, everyday random program that they come in and do. It's about creating really a program that has progression and is targeted toward that person's uh, needs put together. So the people that are prepared to do that and have the skill set to do that and identify um, what people's needs are with a video screen and being, you know, so like, for instance, next week, I have a, an evaluation with a kid who had uh, a spinal a pedicle fracture in L4 or in L5. Um, so we'll do an online assessment, a movement assessment. Um, luckily, I know a little bit about the kid prior to this and put together just a base level one. If you're prepared to have some type of system, you will thrive in this environment because you yeah. will have something that is viable to sell, that has progression, um, and that makes sense, is logical um, and effective. Hey guys, real quickly, I want to talk to you about my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. This is a comprehensive exercise formula that I personally created after experiencing years of frustration, working with hundreds of individuals and athletes that were not getting the nutrition that they needed before, during, and after their workouts. After using numerous workout powders that were low quality, overpriced, chock full of caffeine and artificial sweeteners and were flat out useless, I said enough is enough and figured out how to create a nutritionally dense, comprehensive, and high quality product with ingredients that you can feel good about taking and giving to your family. When you use Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre, during, and post-workout supplements. You'll save time, money, and energy and get all of the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. It's just the ingredients that you need to give you great natural energy, improve your recovery, and reduce 
reduce your muscle soreness with no caffeine or artificial sweeteners. You can learn more about our complete essentials at bslnutritionshop.com and check out the show notes below for a nice little discount on your first purchase as my way of saying thank you for listening. That's it. Let's head back to the show. Yeah, I think, you know, what we were talking about earlier was people thriving off the one-to-one interaction about the fact that they have someone that care. It's also about the accountability and just being involved in any program, whether it's in-person or virtual, comes with an element of accountability that's going to help you change your life in terms of holding you responsibility for your day-to-day actions. And that's for a lot of people, that's really what it's about. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm exercising in whatever capacity that means, but you and I both know that's not the big needle mover. It's how is that setting up the rest of your day? Does it mean you're going to bed earlier, waking up earlier, getting more accomplished, eating healthier meals in between the day, taking care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. It's all of that kind of stuff. And so that's why I think it's really cool that this virtual world is emerging. Yeah, I mean, like from a trainer, it means potentially more competition. Like, yeah, there's a lot of yahoos you know, coming into the online space, but that's not our deal to worry about. It's, it's up to, to clients to vet out their trainers and find someone that they can relate to and resonate with and that takes care of them. And it might just be listening to them, like we said. So oh yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I've, in 20 some years, never worried about the competition. Um, they are what they are. If I am the best version of me I can possibly be, then that's not going to matter. Yeah. I, I have seven different trainers and the personalities and approaches uh, are not always what I would, well, nine times out of 10, it's not what I would do, but they create and attract a tribe of people that like what they do. Yeah. Um, and they, and I've got seven people who've been very successful in doing so. And I, I told them before we all left, I said, you know, we butt heads, we argue in the end, that's beautiful because it means we're all coming at this with a different prism, a different lens, and we're bringing people together uh, into one facility that normally would be in 10 different facilities. Yeah. No, that's hundred percent. I mean, that's uh, by that same token. I mean, this is, I think my 101st or 102nd podcast episode here on the show. And if you've been, that's awesome. Yeah. And if you've been listening over the last three years, if you've been listening for any extended period of time, then it's obviously because something I say, or my guests say resonate with you. Otherwise, you know, people probably popped on and popped off just as quickly because I don't relate to them. I don't talk about menstruation and PCOS and I don't talk about biohacking and I don't talk, you know, so that's how it is. And it's the same token with the the fitness industry. Um, I'd love to just hear briefly about your performance nutrition program for swimmers. What's going on with that? Yeah. So, um, as, as you know, I've uh, level two precision nutrition and 28 years in this industry. I've been working with swimmers specifically for about 12 years now. I've been fortunate enough to be in front of a lot of division one athletes um, that I worked with from the time they were, uh, usually I picked them up around 12, 13 years old. And um, of the groups that I've had, I've had uh, athlete at University of Texas, University of Hawaii, Minnesota, um, I got one nice. right now getting ready to go to IUPUI, nice. uh, 
uh, another great swim program. Who else? Have we, a number of them. Those are the ones that come. We got a, an athlete that I work with briefly at Duke right now who's tearing it up. Um, so anyway, a large percentage of them have been females. And uh, so about three months ago, uh, I did a performance nutrition seminar, about two hours, uh, for the female swimmer specifically. They have a lot of unique I think issues that they deal with that, and I separated it out because uh, I wanted to talk about things like ferritin levels. I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about things like body image mm-hmm. um, and their understanding of what it meant to fuel their body and mm-hmm. view food as a fuel and a tool versus um, talking to them about a diet. Love because it. as you and I know, um, that's a BS word and it's, should be using with kids anyway. So uh, I'm very passionate about helping that population. I put that, I took that two hours of video and uh, chopped it up into modules, added all the PowerPoint slides and a lot of handouts. Um, Each module has an actionable uh, worksheet with it to try to help them build their own intake uh, system that works for them and their unique needs. And so We'll be pushing that out uh, probably by Monday widely. Uh, I've, I've got a large list of swim coaches I want to get that to, and, and then just any athlete that I can reach at this point in time to tie all this together. Now is the time to be, when they have extra time to begin to put some of those pieces together that I think are the secret weapon. These young athletes think it's the time in the water or the yeah. dry land training or this or that. No, the secret weapon is – adequate fluid intake, it's adequate sleep and it's proper nutrition. Because guess what? A lot of your competition is not doing that. Most of it's not doing it, even at the professional level. Um, yeah. It's it's staggering. And I could not agree with you more. This is definitely, you know, an area of nutrition that I absolutely love. And I'm so glad to hear that you're doing that. So glad to hear that you're specifically focusing on females, which is just a demographic that needs it the most to create the right frame of mind around how to effectively fuel their body in general, as well as around performance and how to do it consistently and learn. It's a skill, man. It's just like general population. It's a skill. Nutrition is, is a learned behavior and understanding your body and uh, going through those progressions and understanding what you ate and how you performed and how it made you feel. And then going and doing it again and adjusting and tweaking um, to the point where by the time they get into college, then they've got it down to an actual science. And that's a beautiful thing. So I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to promote that. So um, if, if you're listening and you're interested in Todd's uh, performance for the female swimmer program, just check out the show notes below because by the time this comes out, that will certainly be in there. I'll have the link in there that you can check out. It sounds amazing, man. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. I, t- I tell you what, one of the things I'm most excited about in this project is the idea of uh, meat day nutrition. You know, not only in swimmers, but also I see it in track athletes. They spend hours. And, and if you know anything about swimming, it's typically doubles in the summer. They're there two hours in the morning. They're there two hours at night. Um, they're doing dry land in between. They invest so much time in training. And then you watch them at a meet. And they're going to get, you know, a chili cheese chips and a corn dog at the meet. That is not the fuel that is going to uh, help you swim a a personal record that day. So we spent a significant amount of time talking about pre-meet, during-meet, post-meet, post-workout nutrition for them as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I've written many uh, a track athlete, many a swim athlete nutrition program. It's just 
crazy that more coaches aren't talking about that. More college programs aren't talking about nutrition. More, again, more professional organizations aren't focusing on, uh, sporting organizations are not focusing on their athletes' nutrition. Uh, it's just, it's nuts. Anyways, it is. It's the, um, it's definitely the elephant in the room when it comes to separating yourself <laughs> from your competition. So good on you. And I know you just more than qualified to do that. And I, I'm looking forward to being able to promote it. With that is uh, where can people find out more about you, Todd, regarding um, your online virtual coaching and your business? You know, really, I'm promoting everything uh, with social media right now right. through Facebook. So I'm putting, you know, some landing pages up there almost every other day. Cool. Um, I, you know, so that's that's just the easiest way, I think, for people right now to communicate. And I think that the traffic, uh, all you trainers listening right now, the traffic is up on social media. Um, mm. it, it's funny. For years and years and years, we've heard personal training's dead. I say BS because I've made a living at it for years and years and years and a good living, one that I'm uh, proud of and very fortunate to have been a part of. Um, it's not dead. In fact, you're about to see a resurgence of intimate, small group, one-on-one, two-on-one type training because people are going to be scared to death of crowds. Mm. Um, it means you are going to have to invest in people and be, and it's a cool word right now, but be vulnerable with people. Um, it means that you're going to have to be prepared. So, I say, watch what image you're putting out there on social media because everybody's watching. Um, most people don't give a darn about your political opinion. They want to know how you can help them and what you're going to do for them. So no matter what you think, no matter how hard you think you're right or wrong, you're going to alienate somebody. Keep that stuff somewhere else or to yourself. Focus on what's important, and that's human connection. You came into that. Dude, amen to that. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I agree with you completely. I think that there's going to be some interesting new fitness brick and mortar concepts that come from this um, away, moving away from the big box gym, moving closer to more individualized, smaller overhead type facilities, more intimate type stuff. So I absolutely, I agree. But man, Todd, <laughs> dude, this has been so much fun having the opportunity to talk to you again, be able to share your knowledge and wisdom and, just how much experience you have over the years and um, really motivating for me, hopefully for our listeners as well. I, I mean, I have no doubt. So um, anything I can do to continue to support you now and in the future, please don't hesitate to let me know. And um, we will have to do this again soon. So thank you very much, brother. All of Todd's links um, to, to connect with Todd by Facebook, because you were great on Facebook. Um, You've got wonderful Facebook live videos that are just really salient with useful information and, and points, obviously, just like this whole episode has been. But um, so make sure you guys follow Todd on Facebook. Uh, we'll have the link to the performance nutrition uh, modules in the show notes as well. And yeah, thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Hey, I enjoyed being on, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. We'll connect again soon. Take care. And thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. See ya. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. 
Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.